0: What's up, guys? This is episode six of the Four Lifters, Bylifters podcast. And we have our good friend, Dan Margolis, here, who's a, an NPC bodybuilder. He's also the, uh, the best demo rep that Nutribio has ever had. <laughs> uh, he's actually their vice president, yes. is that right? Uh, of operations at Nutribio. Um, we, we have a good history with Nutribio uh, as far as like coalition nutrition goes. I believe we we're their first like true wholesale account. Uh, or at least one of the first ones, uh, and that was back in early 2015, I think March 2015. Yes. Um, You know, we've been carrying their products ever since and have had a great rapport with the brand. So, you know, we wanted to bring Dan on today to discuss what's going on at Nutribio, why people should probably buy some Nutribio products, and, uh, you know, what goes on at their facility. So, you know, it's cool to have somebody who's seen their brand from – but being a demo rep and an athlete, I mean, you were really an athlete. I'm just busting your balls, calling you no, a demo no, rep. No, no, <laughs> Listen,
1: I was everything and anything, and I still am. Yeah,
0: so. that's very fair. Uh, you're a utility man. Um, but what now, I mean, you know, he's worked his way up to sales, and now he's in the, the VP spot. So it's just cool how much he's gotten to see uh, the Nutribio brand grow uh, across the country and, I guess, globally now, right? Yeah,
1: no, no. One of uh, I mean, the main things I'm working on now is international sales, and it's – just amazing to see it's another aspect that uh we had some international sales but it was very very small similar to where our wholesale was you know 2015 um and that we've now taken it to this month will actually be our largest uh, uh month for international sales ever and we're i mean up 500 percent over the last year it's it's crazy so.
0: it, it's probably the biggest market right because domestically it's it's extremely competitive but when you go overseas uh I feel like people are more fans of, of fitness over mm-hmm. there. So they tend to consume more maybe. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of hoops to, to jump through when uh, you're doing international.
1: International paperwork can be uh, a headache isn't even the right word done. But there's no better feeling you're getting a Nutribio product, uh, whether it be the protein into the UK or our uh, you know, great branching amino acids into countries like Iraq, Libya, Iran, Um, You know, we're working with countries all over the world now, and it's really cool to see that we have these markets, North America, South America, Asia, um, working on China, uh, and we have some great accounts in Asia already, but we're just working on expanding it and uh, doing the same thing that we did with our our wholesale for for Nutribio, kind of start and uh, blow it up?
0: It up? I know that most of our viewers probably don't care too much about the the business side. But what I thought was cool is we have a, a customer who was uh, – he was from Kuwait, and he was doing his uh, master's over here. Mm-hmm. And he was in America for seven years, I think, and he went back to Kuwait, and that's where he lives now. He just got married, and uh, he has a gym out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody knows oxygen. Yep. but not many people know of his gym which is a powerlifting gym and uh, he was saying like the way their country works like whoever the f- I guess mainly like the first person to carry a brand becomes the distributor so if you want like Nutribio product yep. then you have to go through this distributor now to get it and you yeah. can no longer buy it direct because they'll get held up in customs yeah no let's worries. talk about uh you know some of the stuff that Nutribio is doing you know my one of the things that always racks in my head when I think about like you and Mark uh I just wonder like what. Protein? Do you guys use? I know it's like such a dumb, like elementary question, but you guys have everything, so yeah. it just uh, makes Honestly, you wonder.
1: Uh, what? Well, I, I think I could speak for Mark on this too. I don't know if he's switching to this recently, but uh, the protein that I use specifically is actually uh, one of our lower sellers because we have our Premier Isolate, and we also have our Classic Way, both some amazing flavors and both of those, you know, proteins. But my favorite protein is actually the Muscle Matrix. Uh, especially with the new flavor systems, of chocolate peanut butter bliss is out of this world. But why I like the Muscle Matrix is kind of kind of threefold. You know, a it has the fifty-five percent isolate and forty-five percent casein, so you're getting that fast-acting protein. You're getting a slower-acting protein too to buy you a little bit more time. You know, I'm not uh, you know competing anymore. So there's sort of days that I'm stuck working, and I might only get a couple meals in, but that muscle matrix will make sure I'm still getting the protein and the amino acids I need to, you know, uh, hit my training goals, whatever they might be at the time. And, uh, so I love the fact that as the fast and slow protein, I also love the fact it's a little bit thicker because you have the casein in there. So it gives you a little bit more of like an mouthfeel, almost like an actual shake. Um, and the flavor systems, the new flavor systems are amazing. And we actually have, uh, some new flavors, really, really cool, coming out really soon. So I'm excited for that.
0: I actually drink uh, Muscle Matrix every day with yep. my lunch. Uh, I People just have that a know shake. That's what yeah. They drink, yeah, and and it's so good. Like we have um, milk protein isolate products from other brands, mm. and uh, and for those of you that don't know, milk protein is essentially before it's divided into whey and casein. So you're getting both already, um, but it doesn't digest for me the way that Muscle Matrix does. And I don't know if it's yielding more lactose or or what it might be, but I have just major issues digesting it but with muscle matrix i have zero issues it digests like a like a way isolate yeah and uh i always thought like a lot of people drink isolates because they want to time it like for their post-workout or whatever and okay like i understand that but when you're consuming protein outside of post-workout wouldn't you want it to digest like a food would
1: you're 100% dead on Uh, most people just buy isolate because that's what they think they need when actually a product like muscle matrix will actually benefit them much more um but you know we have uh, whatever works for anybody the isolate the classic way or the muscle matrix yeah
0: i feel like if you're ultra sensitive the isolate is the ultimate pick yeah. right uh especially your isolates that have uh just high transparency and you know you guys don't do a ton of sweetener in your products as far as like gram dosage goes yeah. and uh you know if you're worried about something digesting well then you just go with the isolate but uh, for everything else, I, I really do think the muscle, muscle matrix is kind of where it's at.
1: Yeah, no, like I said, people that know, that's the, the protein of, of their choice. So I actually think uh, with the new flavor systems, my guess would be uh, we're going to see a huge increase in muscle matrix over the next 6 to 12 months uh, as people are looking more for a meal replacement protein, uh, which was extremely hot. Uh, the last few months because of COVID, people are looking for like an actual meal replacement protein. That's what Muscle Matrix is. Uh, and again, uh, new flavors system is chocolate peanut butter bliss, ice cream cookie dream. And we have a new one coming out on July 3rd that is awesome. Can't is wait that, to share that with is you. Is that what all the social media posts are? Yes. Okay. So we, uh, it's not just that. We are launching actually three. Um, I won't ruin the surprise, That's... but I will say one is a Muscle Matrix and it is off the chain
0: okay uh what's your thoughts on like stevia versus sucralose
1: i really think it's personal preference um i personally prefer sucralose the taste of it uh, stevia can kind of have a little bit of a bitter aftertaste sometimes that's just me my personal taste buds um that being said there's you know there's no defining research if sucralose is bad for you, if stevia is bad for you, if, you know, sugar is bad for you, you know, um, we go back and forth in between the sweeteners, uh, what we're using for the natural and for sucralose. But I personally prefer sucralose. um, And, uh, you know, I think uh, anything in moderation, you're going to be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the moderation point is king. Uh, You know, one of the things that we look at when we compare products is your gram of protein and then your gram, your scoop size. Uh, And we like to compare that. And what we find is that the Generally, the the products that are a lot sweeter uh, have a larger amount of, you know, a bigger discrepancy. So we assume that that's probably more sucralose, more, uh, you know, stuff that they might put in there for mouthfeel, that kind of stuff. Depends Um, on the
1: quality of the the product, too. Whether it's a true, if we're looking at most proteins out there, uh, they're highly concentrate-based. Whether it's a WPC-80, which is the highest grade concentrate you can get, or it could be as low as 34%. Um, you know, even lower. So depending on that, the uh, the amount of, you know, cholesterol, fat, everything else that's in the product, carbohydrates, that's going to be higher, uh, you know, versus e- even our classic way, but specifically our isolate.
0: But if we're comparing isolate brand A to isolate brand B, yes, definitely and-
1: generally would be the flavoring and you know, things that they are adding uh, for mouthfeel. Okay, war uh, gum, you know things of like that.
0: I remember Mark talking about uh, like a new technology you guys were using for flavoring. Are you guys still using that, like a, yeah, like a spray-on yeah. technology or something?
1: Yes. So w- what that is is actually spraying the flavor onto the protein. Um, so we're not adding the protein afterwards, and we are doing that with some products, not all. Um, but we're working on that, trying to fine-tune it. Uh, to where we can you know, actually like spray dry on the chocolate, the protein before we start, and then add another flavor in. So you get basically almost like a, a time-released protein. So the chocolate hits you first, then the peanut butter, and working on all sorts of different things. We have a, a guy in-house, uh, which is awesome, but well, we have the capability doing everything in-house. Uh, we have an in-house flavorist, um, Michael Press, who also does a lot for us with QA and whatnot. But he is like, not just a master, but he's like a magician. with with these flavors um and they keep getting better and better and we're not having to add more crap to get it to taste better and that's the most important part to us because we will not devalue a product uh you know just to make it taste better
0: yeah and that's uh when i'm still a consumer just like you are and when i look at consuming products you know let's just say i take a you know i take a Pre workout here and there. I take pump products. I take uh, carbohydrate products. Uh, there's a sleep aid um, that we enjoy that's a powder. So that has sweetener. When you look at all the things that you're taking and how much sweetener that you're taking in on a daily basis, like I know that I'm going to take two to three scoops of protein on a daily basis. And I want to minimize the amount of sweetener I'm getting Definitely. because whether it's good or bad, we both know that, yeah, it, it all adds up. So, and that's what I like about the NutriBio products. It's almost always like uh, the total gram uh, of the scoop is almost always like a gram less than mm. you know all of the other major brands so i yeah. think you guys do a good job and, with and that. we
1: do disclose the amount of sucralose in each product too so if you are you know i'm not saying solely use nutribio products there's a lot of other great products out there i use a lot of products from other brands it's generally products we don't actually have uh but uh you know i will use products from other companies and when i'm using those and i want to calculate the amount of sucralose i'm taking in the day you can't get an exact. If it's just nutribile, you actually can get an exact, um, and at least gets you closer to having a better, you know, understanding, you know, idea of exactly how much sucralose you're getting in.
0: Do you guys use uh, WPC thirty four in anything?
1: We do not. No, we will. Oh, the only proteins we use are isolate um, uh, WPC eighty for our classic way, and we also have the, the casein. I think that's the, besides we're coming out with a new plant protein soon, those are the only proteins you'll find in our facility. So you will not find a concentrate lower than uh, WPC-80. We used to um, stock some of those lower grade proteins because we were a contract manufacturer. So we did produce for, you know, other companies that wanted, you know, protein products with lower grade proteins in it. So. Um, we did have those in-house but as of now we are not doing any contract manufacturing you won't even find a concentrate below 80 percent
0: yeah and i think that's why uh like extreme mass does really well for us Mm -hmm. and i think that's the reason why it does so well is because they're not you guys are not using the cheaper grade protein and when it's still putting that high grade in yeah and like sometimes adults like younger kids i feel like you know you can handle the you know the cheaper gainers right because you can just digest more it seems like you're you're your gut bacteria is just different, and uh, but as people get older, especially adults that want to gain weight and they want a clean gainer, almost every one of them goes to extreme mass and they continue to buy extreme mass.
1: Yeah, and one, one of the biggest, you know, things, uh, you know, reverse reactions you know adverse reactions that happens with most uh, mass products, most weight gainers, is you're drinking it and you're immediately going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. so it's your body can't even process what you're taking in whether it be too many calories or a low-grade protein or you know too much sucralose or whatever is in that product that's you know making you run to the bathroom with the our extreme mass it is just like the total calories of a meal and you actually hold it down like a meal it's not you're not just going to run to the bathroom and uh, basically have it run through your system
0: so i saw uh probably like right before covid hit uh, I think Mark had rejected some massive amount of raw ingredients. Uh, it's how often does that happen with you guys?
1: We, I believe we're up to 8% of all uh, incoming raw ingredients we're rejecting at this point point. And so you' what
0: how does that process work like it comes in you guys test it yes so and-
1: um, basically, you know any raw ingredient that's coming in even if it's an ingredient that we have already vetted and it's already we know the percentages and we've been using it for a while um, you know any raw ingredient comes into the facility and immediately goes to a quarantine area uh, until it is tested in-house and results are sent out to a third party we get those results back uh, you know, purity potency uh, no harmful chemicals in, the, in it until we get those results back that will not even leave the quarantine area. Um, so it's, uh, you know, for sure, all right, the ingredients we're putting into our products, even the ingredients in our warehouse won't, you know, could could not be lower than the spec that we want them to be or that they're supposed to be because it'll either be in the quarantine area or once it passes, you know, in-house and third-party tests, it goes into the warehouse and or manufacturing.
0: Do you think other brands are doing that?
1: I. I hey just talk bad about other brands, but no, I don't. I don't believe most companies are doing that. Um, they might test uh, one barrel of the raw ingredient in one spot. Where what we're doing is we're going to test uh, a top, middle, and bottom of every single barrel we get in, not just the top of one barrel. Because what they'll do, what companies, you know, you know, everyone's looking to you know pull one off on someone, especially in this industry. But they'll ship ten barrels of let's say it's glutamine. Uh, we have ten barrels of glutamines coming in and. The one that's sitting on the top or closest to uh, the front of the pallet, where you would open it, um, you know, where the paperwork is, whatnot. Most companies would test the top of that drum and call it a day. Right. You know, but a lot of you know companies that are you know selling these raw ingredients, they will put the high-grade glutamine uh, on the in the top of the front drum, but the top of all the drums. All right. So that's where most people are testing. We're and what we're pulling is a sample of the middle and the bottom as well. So. For sure, we know every single drum is going to meet our spec.
0: It sounds like you learned that from experience, so
1: definitely. <laughs> I, know. I think a lot of the, the um, SOPS we have, you know, in house right now, are from learning over the years of, you know, the other sc- scams in the industry that you know the ingredient suppliers are trying to pull off. You know, so it's um, you know in, just like in, in any industry. It, there's, a, you know, a, the actual, you know, the company that owns that, that ingredient, they're selling it to a distributor. That distributor might be selling it to another distributor. Then it's coming into the U.S. So it might touch three people's hands before it ever gets into the U.S. Um, but in the end, we know exactly what this product is, where it came from. We, you know, control the ent- entire chain of custody. We'll actually track it all the way back, you know, to the original uh, manufacturer of that product. So we know for sure, all right, it meets the spec that it started off as.
0: I think that's one of the nice things about NutriBuy is the simplicity, like I don't think a lot of people realize a lot, uh, I want to say at least probably 75% of your products are single ingredient products or, or very close to single Definitely. ingredient products, yeah. uh, but what's nice is you, you're you guaranteeing the purity, mm-hmm. right, so if I'm buying a single ingredient and you're guaranteeing, like for creatine for example, mm-hmm. you're guaranteeing that it's 100% pure, what what more Not could I want? 100%, 99.9.
1: 9. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> but what, what else could I look for? Like, there's, there's nothing else yeah, out there. So
1: you know for sure that it's always going to meet that spec. It's going to be the purest product that's out there, but you also have the uh, ability to use CheckMySubs.com where you can uh, look at the bottom of any of your favorite NutriBio supplements, take the lot number, plug it into a website called CheckMySubs.com, and actually see third-party you know, lab results for this ingredient. Or, and or product, whether it be Intrablast, it'll have, you know, all the ingredients listed. Um, you know, or, or if it was just a single ingredient like glutamine, it'll have the exact percentage of the glutamine, the date it was tested, where it was tested, the name of the technician that tested it, and the results.
0: What's, uh, what's your thought on, like, clinical dosing? Do you, you believe know, in it?
1: I I don't know if I, if I say I believe in clinical dosing. I believe in therapeutic dosing, which is generally the same thing, um, but... You know, what I believe, you know, therapeutic to be is what actually works, what has been tested, you know, whether it be bro science or in a lab, um, this amount of the specific ingredient is going to show the highest benefit with with, uh, the least amount of adverse
0: reactions. The the reason why I bring that up is uh, we're in like a Me Too environment for pre-workouts. Definitely. Uh, where almost every brand is doing like six grams of citrulline, 3.2 beta alanine, about 350 to 400 caffeine. Exactly. And and you can find them all day everywhere. Yeah. Um, but they feel different, right? So if we have products that are almost identical on label, why do they feel different? A and, very great point. And then it comes down to purity. And it comes down to if, you know, that clinical dosing is really what the body's looking for, right? Yeah. So when you guys formulate products, are you looking at whatever studies are saying are the clinical dose, or are you more worried about the, uh, the way it makes people feel? Like Because the anecdotal evidence is completely different.
1: Yeah. Now, Mark does most of our formulations, and he is looking at the, the clinical and therapeutic doses, but he also is testing every product at every point whether it's, it starts at the one ingredient then two ingredients then three ingredients you know uh, he does very thorough testing he'll give it to you know some of our guys in house he'll send it out to some of our athletes and he'll send it out to you know some people in the industry and just see what they think mm-hmm. you know so we'll we'll get a power lifter's perspective we'll get a bodybuilder's perspective we'll get you know just a, an overall like track athlete their perspective um, you know and we'll send it to you know a guy who's an average you know gym goer that has three kids yeah. you know how's he gonna feel you know so we want to get those you know, the results, that information back. So then we can properly make correct changes for whatever specific market we're trying to hit for what we're doing generally is it's overall. So we want to get everyone's opinion and kind of merge it together.
0: Yeah. I feel like when a lot of brands, um, I guess when they develop products off of clinical dosing, that they're might be missing the the fact that things kind of complement each other or yeah. can cancel each other yeah. out. And uh, so they're focused on uh, – they're they're all focused on, on whatever, you know, examine.com is, is saying is the clinical dose and if that ingredient works. Uh, and, and speaking of which, um, you know, if you – I think if you go on Examiner, at least last time I looked it up, uh, when you look up products like HMB, like the mm-hmm. science is really poor, yeah. you know, behind HMB. But I know There's that that's – There's
1: a lot of new studies coming out that negate all the old studies. Okay. You know? So it's, it's really interesting. There's – Uh, so many different things you know going on with many ingredients you know one I'll just call out a product that I used to love um, and you know when I think back I do see where this research actually is is very applicable now where DAA the the new research shows that it does increase your you know your testosterone levels but for a very short period of time it actually then starts to go backwards You know, so guys that are using that for part of their PCT, uh, you know, and or you know, uh, just the average gym goer looking to boost their testosterone levels a little bit, you can use it for like two weeks, and after that, it actually goes backwards on you. So that's a product that you know we're not selling anymore. Um, And even because there's still a market, but if the research is showing it can actually be a negative benefit, we're definitely not going to touch it. Yeah. Uh, So it's interesting. But yeah, no, you're you're correct about um, a lot of ingredients. Even there's a lot of studies that. I've won against glutamine, you know, the last couple of years. You know, yeah. so I still am a huge advocate of glutamine. I take 15 grams of it um, in a, you know, fruit and veggie shake. I have every single morning, you know, so I'm still a big believer in it. I think it's good for many reasons. I think it can help with immunity. Um, that's one of the, the main reasons I'm taking it now, but just overall recovery. Personally, I think it's one of the best you know, products, but the science isn't saying that right
0: now. So but. you guys can't even market it that way because the science isn't, you know, uh, I guess black and white. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're not able to say, you know, glutamine can help you with recovery. You can just say, we have glutamine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make your own decision.
1: It, it can be very frustrating, especially with what the FDA allows us to say at, at this point is like walking a tightrope across the, you know, Niagara Falls, it's literally no matter which way you go, you're falling, you know, so um, it's extremely, uh, you know, technical and you know, if you do say the wrong thing, a company like uh, a NutriBio like us that is, you know, being looked at, um, we will end up having problems.
0: Yeah, you guys are too big now. Yeah. Uh, is there any other ingredients? Uh, the only reason I brought up HMB was because you brought that up to me probably in 2015. Yeah, yeah. It was and you're like, oh, I love HMB. <laughs> and then we looked up the signs and we're like, what the hell is this guy yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. No.
1: Uh, I, again, I'm still a big believer in HMB too. Um, I think it is great for recovery. Um, now, I will... I believe glutamine is better for overall recovery and health than HMB, but I still believe in HMB. But the science has continued to actually go backwards over the years. So. What uh,
0: is, are there any other ingredients that have that big of a gap between you know what the science is saying and how you feel?
1: Uh, you know what, I'm not sure. Um, the biggest ones that have changed yet would be the glutamine. That's been for a couple of years now. The HMB for years. The DAA. I can't think of any uh, others on the top of, off of my head, but even, you know, honestly, tribulus doesn't have good studies backing it up anymore. So yeah. uh,
0: one of the things, uh, another thing I've always noticed about Nutribio is you guys aren't real big in like hormone support and fat loss categories.
1: No, no. Uh, we actually uh, have some scheduled products for both of those coming out. Um, they've been delayed a few times, uh, in we had actually multiple delays this year you know due to covid um, we had you know a uh, new testosterone uh, product muscle builder powder fat burner uh, pump product these were all scheduled to come out actually this spring and due to covid we had completely switched gears and started producing more immune supplements because you know that's what was going to sell you know and that's what was going to support our community right now yeah. so um, you know that was the most important you know really thing was actually just getting through this these few months uh, seeing seeing it through to the other side, and without having to lay off any staff, or you know, some companies close their doors. So,
0: do you think you guys uh, kind of veered away from those two categories just because you are like the ultimate transparent company, and you wanted to stay away from like gimmicky marketing?
1: You know, it, definitely. But um, and again, like I was just talking about with tribulus, there's not too many studies right now backing it up, but there is a market for it, and we're you know testing multiple ingredients. To, to come up with a product that we can truly believe in.
0: Yeah, we, we weren't big on over-the-counter, uh, like, testosterone support products. Uh, we never really have, but we actually do have a product that multiple people have gotten blog work on uh, after taking for three months and showed them 300-point uh, increases. Which one is that? Uh, it's Tura test from Project AD. Okay. Uh, so two different guys Great have... Company. yeah. yeah. Uh, two different And he's another one who's very anti spark acid. Mm. Um, he was really the first one that would start calling people out for using it.
1: Joe has been ahead of the research many times. Uh, one of the smartest guys in the industry. Uh, good friend. I, I love Joe, um, and uh, you know he's been you know called out multiple times. And every time I've seen him get called out, he eventually comes back with evidence to choke the person. So um, you know, it's uh, there's there's nothing to be said after he comes out with his research. No, there's just crickets.
0: So, yeah. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, he's (laughs) funny. He's fully responsive all the time. Yeah. (laughs) They're like a married couple. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, they're hysterical. Got Frank out in Vegas now, partying. (laughs) Yeah.
0: but uh yeah so we we've had a great success with that product um but i feel like a lot of people aren't getting blog work done when they take other products Definitely. and uh you know the companies aren't providing it to us to prove that their products work yeah, so we right. try to stay away from any you know i don't want to ha- i don't want a customer to be a guinea pig like no. if they come in and they're looking for something mm-hmm. i want them to be able to achieve that through the product couldn't agree more so know yeah, uh, most a-
1: of the test boosters out there couldn't hold a you know a flame to uh, you know, to a Toro tests, so yeah. it's um you know it's a different level of uh, type of product. You know they're you know, you know in, in my opinion, on the same level as NutriBio with the products that they're putting out. Um, you know, I almost trust them blindly to put yeah. it, you know, to be honest.
0: Yeah. A lot of our customers do too. Like yeah. they, they have that reputation that if I love XYZ product, I know that I'm also going to like, you know, their amino product or whatever it may be. Yeah, no. So yeah. we, we have a, a, you know, just like you guys, we have a lot of very loyal customers for that mm-hmm. brand. So, so, uh, last year in powerlifting, uh, like natural tested powerlifting, mm-hmm. uh, they started cracking down on, on drug tests and they started to Doing what it looked like, I guess, more frequent testing, um, just because some pretty well-known lifters started popping tests. Yeah. Uh, and one of the guys said that he, I think he tested for like two or three SARMs, and he said that it was in his protein powder. He didn't know he was consuming it.
1: So the SARM was actually in his protein powder. Yeah.
0: Do you, wow. Is that even uh like?
1: I actually have heard of that, but uh, you know, I believe it's very, very small portion of companies that are uh, even doing SARMs at this point, you know, producing SARMs, but even fewer that are putting it in a protein. Um, And also that's, you know, that just shouldn't happen.
0: Yeah, I I just don't feel like it's a a realistic thing. I I can't see somebody taking... Uh, you know, a product and adding anything to it and not disclosing and marketing, w- what would be the point in yeah, no, adding it? I, I it's seen an additional cost that it marketed that it yeah. had,
1: you know, S4 in it, but I haven't seen one that they're actually putting S4 in and uh, not, not disclosing it, thinking that the protein is going to sell better because people aren't expecting to get that reaction. out yeah. of protein, <laughs> So they would never think that it was in there. So yeah, no, nah, that, that, that makes no sense. But um, you know, there were companies putting in their protein. I know that.
0: Yeah, it just seems crazy to me. Uh, But have you seen anything else uh, on the manufacturing side of products? I guess, like, not only not meeting label claim, and I don't want to scare anybody because, you know, the products that we carry in our store, I think, are are pretty good brands. And most of them have provided third party testing, which I don't think a lot of retailers are demanding. Um, But we have all that stuff. So, uh, have you, uh, like, do you have any crazy stories about stuff that you've seen or stuff that I know you guys do a lot of in house testing for other brands? Have you seen anything that you want to?
1: You know, I, I, especially if it was something we tested um, and uh, there was something wrong with it, and we have, you know, you know, we'll we'll keep up on the market. And let's say if we have a uh, you know a real competitor that is that we're battling it out with in the retail space or whichever space it is, we will test their product to see exactly what's in it. Um, and I can say, you know, generally, you know, if we, if we're getting beat by a company and they're just killing us on price, and then we tested their product, generally is be product wasn't what it was supposed to be and they're just their cost of goods are half of ours. No wonder they can go so much lower. But um you know I wouldn't be able to disclose that the company yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark would kill me. Um yeah. But um yeah no, he's I'm always the one flying off the handle and he's like calm down Danny you know? I'm like, no I'm gonna kill him <laughs> So no, but, but he wouldn't let me. He keeps you on a leash.
0: <laughs> so the reason we saw it- Uh, Nutribio out in 2015 is because the amino spiking thing was going down Uh, we actually created an entire shelf system in our little mini store at the time and it was called the shelf of shame and it had all the brands and even if we didn't carry the brand we bought the brand from the distributor to put on the shelf to show people how to identify amino spiking and what to look for in their proteins Uh, when you guys are testing stuff are you still seeing companies doing any amino spiking or is that kind of gone now?
1: Never stopped. Never stopped. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately, it never stopped. Um, Companies just came out and started marketing their products that they weren't amino spiked and then they were still amino spiking Yeah. um, They were, you know, coming out, you know, against it. But um, yeah, unfortunately, it it is still a a very frequent occurrence in the industry. And even um, if you look at other countries, specifically, you know, for like Europe, um, it's perfectly okay to uh, amino spike. Um, they actually now, eat, you know, amino's um, will actually they'll actually count as protein on the label, and they're totally okay with it. It's the true amino spiking, but yeah. it's not actually spiking because it's actually does Close. count as their protein. Okay. Yeah. So it's really interesting how things are, you know, going with the international market. But with the U.S., I don't believe uh, amino spiking, and protein spiking, is ever going to be something that's legal. Um, it's uh, definitely a way to just rip off the consumer.
0: So it's crazy. That it's still going on. Yeah, I'm very thankful that the brands that we have are, uh, you know, kind of top tier brands. Definitely. And uh, I think you guys kind of started that trend, though. Uh,
1: I, I do believe we did. Mark was, you know, preaching about amino spiking back in 2005. Um, you know, just like you guys were way ahead of the curve on many things with what you you've done with your store, and that's why you guys have grown so much. Um, Mark was like, so far ahead of his time. Um, it, uh, you know, almost. Led to a you know, I guess a smaller transition of you know, or company growth uh, because he was so focused on doing everything the right way that our cost of goods were so much you know, more and everything was a slower process to get where we are today. Uh, But he was, I mean, like a decade ahead of the curve. It's crazy,
0: I think that's because he went the other way when he first started, right? If he didn't run into that wall with a bad manufacturer, then Nutribio wouldn't be what Nutribio
1: is. No, no, if he didn't go to a contract manufacturer and then see. Uh, the shady sides of the contract manufacturing industry firsthand, he wouldn't have, you know, basic, I mean, he threw all of his products out, destroyed it all, um, and, uh, you know, basically, it was actually a company called NutriBiotics, closed NutriBiotics, opened up NutriBio, and started manufacturing every product in-house.
0: That's crazy. And and before you guys, I had never toured a manufacturing facility. Yeah. And uh, I feel like now that Nutribio was my first experience, I've been to other manufacturing facilities mm-hmm. after, yeah. and they're just not the same. Like, they're they're nowhere near as clean it's, as what you guys you know, do.
1: It's uh, Oh, you haven't, you haven't seen it. Have you seen it since it was redone? Oh,
0: man, I haven't been up. Uh, 2016, since I think, was the you last time. Reading, yeah. yeah.
1: You've got to come back up. Um, we are going to do – actually, we're, we're still discussing it. Uh, last year, we did this BioCrew bash which is the grand opening of our new facility, which is still at the same place, but completely redid manufacturing, I did a lot of, uh, you know, painting and cleaning up around the place as well, Uh, but it's, our manufacturing facility is so much different than most, Um, and it's so funny, because you actually see these companies actually marketing their facility, and, you know, the things they're doing, and, you know, on the video, they're, breaking GMP regulations, (laughs) um, you know, and it's, unfortunately, it's just become like a term everyone throws around GMP certified. Um, People just proclaim themselves GMP certified now, so it's, it's, I personally think it's a a little bit of an issue, uh, and, uh, you know, if you need to actually be certified and actually have a certification uh, to be GMP, uh, but um, now it's, it's just a term that gets thrown around a lot.
0: Yeah, I think Mark did like a, either like a pseudo-inspection for himself or you guys were inspecting. I think uh, you, this is a while ago, and I think the only failure was somebody had propped open a door.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, like, not, I'm not sure about that. I mean, he will um, it, it would audit the facility, you know, multiple times a year on his own. We even had uh, Bruce Neller in recently. He came and audited our facility uh, for, for a customer. Um, you know, we have an open-door policy. You can come in and tour whenever you would like um, in between business hours and that we all have to schedule it and whatnot. But generally, we still have people come in off the streets, um, you know, consumers stars, and ask to take a tour and we take them right then and there. You yeah. know, so it just depends exactly what's going on. Um, you know, we don't allow the cameras in the back because we have had people try to sneak in cameras and actually, you know, take some of the, you know, it's not proprietary anything we're doing back there, but they will try to just completely copy us. Um, and, uh, you know, so we try to limit as much as possible. because we have put a lot of time, energy, and effort into getting it to the way it is now. Uh, and the way it is now, it's basically, you know, a foolproof system and facility to produce the highest quality products that, you know, the money can buy. And that's what it's all about for us.
0: If you were to look at the evolution of the supplement industry for like years to come, do you think that most brands are going to end up like yours, like self-manufacturing, Uh, you know, and fully, you know, not maybe not the full disclosure thing because I understand the argument for proprietary blends, um, but just being transparent where their sources are coming from and that kind of stuff.
1: I believe that's the way it should go. I don't believe that's the way it's going to go. Um, Reason being is uh, there's just such a low barrier to entry into this, you know, market uh, and owning a supplement brand. You can call up, you know, one of maybe like 500 contract manufacturers in the U S. Um, and, uh, you can even get quotes from, you know, the five closest to you. So you can actually show up and tour them or inspect them. And most companies don't even do that. It's really, it's just based on price point. Um, and you know, anyone can open up a supplement brand at any point. Uh, and not too many consumers are looking to see if they manufacture their own products. Um, it's not something that's looked at yet. Uh, If that starts happening and there's, you know, a big push for consumers wanting to know exactly where their product is being made, I can see it going that direction slowly. Uh, But, you know, what percentage of the market even knows about amino spiking at this point? You know, after, you know, Mark preaching about it for 15 years and a lot of companies changing a lot of the things that they're doing, but maybe it was 10% of the industry that changed. You know, so it's, there's not enough base consumers, you know, pushing for that direction at this point. And I don't believe it. That they honestly ever will
0: it's just crazy like now you know uh six years ago when we entered the market i think the minimum run for a contract to manufacture was maybe uh, like 500 somewhere it in that range
1: whether you're doing a capsule product or like a hard pill product um, like we we don't even actually you know produce any hard pills it's all vegetarian capsules pure powder in our facility but it depends exactly what type of product uh, you're looking to produce whether it be you know and it's specific to the category and or powder or pill um and um the the minimums will range contract manufacturer to contract manufacturer i know there's there's some um at this point that will do like 144 units
0: i saw uh somebody was advertising to me on facebook the other day and it had 50 what? 50 units
1: that is just so crazy yeah um it, i just It just doesn't make sense. So, I
0: was on a call with the manufacturer um, probably in 2015, and I was asking them how they do things and whether it's contract or if they have products pre made. Mm -hmm. And they were pushing that they had products already pre made and they can just add your label to it. Yeah. And, uh, um,
1: you know, basically like uh, white labeling, um, not, um, I'm sure what's the exact term for it, Um, but there's many companies. Uh, that, that will do that as well where they have so. extremely costly um, unless I mean you you know took out a huge loan um, you had multiple angel investors there's no way you could actually set up you know a, a very thought out manufacturing facility if you know, you just wanted to do one product, and you wanted uh, like a, a pill press or something. You know, you know maybe you know you only need you know 20 grand, but you still need a room that is going to be a clean room, and you know be, be able to do it the right way, not just put it in your um, your second bedroom in your house. Yeah, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. But unfortunately. There are a lot of products that are made that way, you know, made in, um, in someone's garage. And that's honestly, that's how Mark started uh, back in I think 1993. Um, he was making his own products, uh, you know, in the garage and is putting it in a bottle, shaking it up. And then going to, you know, whichever karate student, you know, so, you know, he knew the products he was using and mixing up, but that's what he was doing, you know, and at the time that was perfectly okay. It honestly was probably still purer than most of the things of today, (laughs) which is kind of scary, but um, yeah, no, there, there is a very low barrier to entry because of contract manufacturing and um, for people to do it the right way. It's, it's always really expensive, right? You know, uh, the right way is generally the hard way and the expensive way.
0: Uh, my fiance's father does uh, the machines for manufacturing yeah. facilities, but he mostly does pharmaceuticals. And he tells me stories about how guys will get contracts to do like generic whatever, and they're just doing it in their garage. And yeah. these are pharmaceutical prescriptions yeah. that they're making in their garage. And, you know, maybe their garage is GMP certified. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but just the idea of somebody making something in their garage that a doctor is writing a script for, like, yeah. I just think yeah. that's I crazy. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, just that possible contamination. They, I mean, again, if, if you're doing that in your garage, you're probably not even testing the ingredient to know exactly what it is. God, you know, God forbid, you now you have ingredients, you know, or medications that aren't even the right medication or the right dose of the right purity, or or have you know harmful imperfections in it, you know. So it's, that's, that's. Yeah. Very, very gray area. And
0: it's just crazy. It's not just supplements. Like, I feel like supplements have a negative connotation. Maybe not to our generation, but, like, to the older generation. Yeah, they're like, ah, supplements. You know, I had a guy in the other day. He said he was turning 60. He's never taken a supplement a day in his life. Yeah. And he was super proud of that. Yeah. And whereas our generation's, like...
1: Does he consider supplements vitamins as well? Yeah. Okay, so he's never taken anything. That's amazing. Anything. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... Unfortunately, there still is... Uh, a large portion of uh, you know the U.S. and international of you know people that might generally a little bit older, uh, but there's a lot of mistrust you know for you know uh, nutritional supplements in general. Um, I, I tell people the story that you know they don't they don't believe me, but um, I, I'm not the closest with my sister, uh, so we'll, sometimes we'll go a couple years really without seeing each other speaking. Um, and I saw her, I think it was like two years ago, the first time I'd seen her in a while and I'm asking her all these questions about her life, her job, you know, and, you know, she didn't like, wouldn't ask me any questions. And I'm like, don't you want to know about like what I'm doing? And she's like, are you proud of what you're doing? Like, and I was just like, what the, (laughs) you serious? You know? And and then she explained it to me. She's like, I really, I really thought all, you know, supplements were, you know, harmful products and all i hear about is you know what when they're in the news so and if you only hear about products when they're in the news it's gonna be bad you know so um she really you know she thought what i was doing was like semi-crooked thing yeah um and i was like i couldn't be prouder of what (laughs) i'm doing you know um and explained it to her and explained how nutribio is different than the average you know supplement company and it like blew her mind. She didn't know that, you know. Um, and sometimes I think we just expect people to to know these things yeah. or know, you know, um, you know about what we do differently. But uh, m- most people do not know what NutriBio does differently, and most people aren't, you know, you know even looking at those things, you know. So, but there still is a huge portion of our our market that uh, looks down on nutritional supplements. So. Uh, you, you know, my own family, you know, so it was definitely, it was interesting and an eye-opening experience to realize people really, that's what they think, not, you know, or even take a look at what Nutribio was doing to change the industry.
0: Yeah, I think like when they were born, if you were looking at the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. you know, supplements weren't really a thing right so then they saw the technology of supplements come out like i don't trust that yeah and uh so it just uh it took me years to get my father to take zinc and magnesium wow and Mm. you know he does he takes the nutribio zinc and magnesium but uh you know it just took a lot of years to get him to do that and he says he sleeps better Yep. (laughs) imagine that but i think like for us if you're telling me something's going to help uh put on muscle uh, you know, uh, make my life any easier in the gym or how I want to build my physique or strength. You know, I think I'm going to probably take it uh, yeah, assuming it doesn't no. have adverse side effects.
1: Yeah. You know, so
0: I think a uh, generational differences are just huge.
1: Yeah, no, I would never have a problem taking any supplement and testing it out. Um, and we, I still do that with multiple companies. If there's a, you know, a product that, you know, is you know in a category we want to go into, I'll take, you know, five of the top sellers you Mm -hmm. know and uh, you know i'll do each for a week see how i feel then maybe do it for two weeks if there's one that was specifically i felt better on um and i'll i'll fine tune it to where i'll kind of rate one through five uh and then look at those products and then analytically look how how do we want our product to be different and you know what was great about these products and what wasn't so um, I mean, I'll test anything, you know? yeah. so, um, a completely different perspective than uh, the rationale of, you know, people that are they're born, the baby boomers and whatnot.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, so you talked a little bit about a flavor launch that you guys are having that you're very excited about. I think your yes. last major flavor launch was uh, a little over a year ago with the dragon
1: fruit. It was the, the, the last major one, excuse me, was the uh, launch of the breakfast and snack series. So okay. we had the, the blueberry muffin, uh, the pancakes and maple syrup, as well as cinnamon donut. Um, those we still have. They all did very, very well. We still saw and, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And we did continue to launch new flavors after that, but not. Actually, we have launched a few in protein with the, the bourbon banana nut. We've had the root beer.
0: Root beer surprisingly good. Yeah, uh, people yeah. Start, under starting to pick up now. Actually, people yeah. underestimate how good that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially if you mix it with any type of like uh, like simple carb for post workout, mm-hmm. it is absolutely delicious.
1: Yeah, no, it's really good. But we do have three proteins coming out and uh actually this will probably come out after that so it'll be two isolate and one muscle matrix Okay. and there are three brand new flavor systems uh and what's going to be really cool about this is it's going to be special edition so there are are they are special edition flavors where this might be a Mm one-off
0: um
1: or we could keep them and put them in the line but all three are also special edition labels that are like americana theme that are super cool like honestly our, like our true followers, like our bio crew, they're going to buy a unit of each just to, to put on a shelf. Yeah. They're, they're that cool. Like a collector thing. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously. It's a really cool, like uh, we did this, you know, Irish uh, whiskey cream uh, on St. Paddy's Day. And it really was just like a promotion thing. Um, and we created very, very few of them, produced them. And we, uh, it, we did a label different. And that's what caught everyone's eye. And our consumers loved it. And, like everybody wanted one. And we didn't even make close to enough. Yeah. And then it was like, do we do another run like after St. Patty's Day just to fill these now? And we, we we started to look at that and take you know what we did out of that very well and things that we did not do well uh, and kind of putting that into this launch where um, the labels are out of this world, super cool, um, very very different for Nutribio, nothing like anything we've done, uh, as well as everything matches up with July Fourth holiday uh, and the flavor systems, you know, which are just. Completely new and kind of a little outside the box, especially for Nujabes.
0: Is that uh, is that the work of Eric? You know, is he heavily involved uh, in that.
1: I, I you know, believe it was a, a, a team effort. Actually, t- who actually kicked it off was Mark. Okay. Um, he, we, he came up with an idea of one, um, and then we kind of built it from there. Uh, but yeah it's been great having Eric on board uh, you know our first marketing director having someone that is you know specializing in you know all the marketing aspects uh, is is huge we didn't have that before you know you know basically before I was running all sales marketing and operations and it was crazy you know so um, you know I nothing not much was getting done with 100% effort because I was getting pulled in so many different directions where now I can really just focus on sales um, and you know the different operations I need help with as well.
0: It's funny with Nutribuy, I always feel like I have uh, some type of deep connection with who's there. Uh, Eric was the, when I was at Penn State running the powerlifting team, mm-hmm. Eric was the only guy that would uh, help us out with the meat that we were running. And he sent us yep. boxes and boxes of samples yeah. to give out to people, shakers, t-shirts, yeah. I mean everything. Everybody, we had 82 kids on the team everybody was ecstatic yeah, and right. animal uh, which was his previous brand was the only person that participated so I've always been very thankful for Eric just for that Definitely. and now that you guys have him, I'm like wow it's a small world and then you yeah. have Mike who's the national sales director and uh, when he was with his previous company I told him I said Mike you go with any other company we can do all the business yeah. in the world like you're such a great guy yeah, but like awesome. but the brand that you're with right now sucks yeah. so like yeah. it needs to change it so you guys suck. just have a, a great team over there no,
1: no we have uh, an amazing team right now think there's not one part that's missing Uh, so we've really the last six months you know been somewhat of like a full court press uh, for marketing where now we have a marketing director we have two graphic designers uh, we have uh, a social media director we have a full-time videographer you know on staff you know all he's doing is filming and editing 24 7 so we're able to get much better content um able to market that content better you know every aspect we've covered um and last uh, i think it was in november um we made some you know hard company decisions you know looking at where we're at now our budget and the number one goal which was marketing that was what we needed to improve on um we completely kind of changed directions and we put you know full court press on that and now we have a um, and we actually quickly put together a really, you know, a good team, too, where um, I actually had hired uh, the uh, full-time videographer, um, and we had both uh, graphic designers ahead of Eric, and then Eric came on, and he found a great social media director, too, uh, who started in February, I believe. So That's great. So, we've been a, mi- a great team.
0: What, uh, so, outside of the flavor launch, what else is coming from you guys?
1: New products. That's the, the new products that we were previously going to launch this spring that's what's going to be coming next. Uh, we're going to be looking at the the formulas again, uh, we, which we already are now. Uh, but fine tuning those formulas, fine tuning some some testing, some some alpha, some beta samples, uh, and then you will see, um, you know, a powdered pump product, a powdered fat burner. You will see a muscle builder, also uh, a test booster, something we're working on that's been highly requested from us. Uh, you know, so we those products that people have been asking for for a while. Uh, you know the powder fat burner. I can't tell you how many accounts you know ask for, um, as well as you know just a pump product in general. We still don't have a, a real pump product. We do have a product called Extreme Nitric Stack, that was probably like the first pump product on the market ever. Yeah. You know? So, um, but it now it's more of like a. It's like a it's like novelty. It's box of, a, of yeah. ingredients. It's it's great for so many purposes: recovery, pump. Um, you know, just about everything—it's a kitchen sink of a, a product. It's just like
0: an OG product. Like I yeah. feel like everybody has to try it eventually, it still, type of thing. It
1: still is a great product that works and is going to help with pump and recovery, but it's really more of like a recovery product at this point.
0: Cool. All right, so pump, powdered fat burner, test booster. What else did you do? Uh,
1: muscle builder, muscle builder, oh, actually, and new pre-workout. New pre-workout. Yeah. So we are looking at actually adding. Uh, a new pre-workout, which would be more towards the market standards now, which will be a much smaller scoop size. A yeah. um, little bit, might be higher stimulant based, might also be a little bit, have some ingredients that maybe you wouldn't think nutri would use. We're going to try to make it a little bit more ed- edgier, um, as well as, um, you know, which might not happen this this year in 2020 without how everything's happened, but we want to completely redo our pre um, so our, you know, our base pre-workout will be a, a new pre-workout and then that will also fall into uh, pre-extreme, uh, the stim-free pre, so all the different versions as well. So, but we want to, again, like you spoke about earlier, almost all the pre-workouts are the same now. So ours doesn't necessarily stand out. Um, and, uh, you know, we might have a, a bigger scoop size than you know, all of our competitors, but that doesn't necessarily stand out and sell the product anymore. So when all the ingredients are the same and most consumers aren't looking at the exact doses of the ingredients, they're just looking, Oh, I know that that's in there. I know that that's in there. Uh, you know, and when, you know, most of the pre-workout market is, you know, going towards a like high stim, uh, we just need to tweak ours a little bit. We're going to compre- completely relaunch the pre and have a, you know, like a little bit of a high stim. So I'm looking forward to that as well.
0: Yeah. I think that'll be fun for the consumers. Definitely. Cause you guys are, uh, you, you're always on the, the, uh, I guess the moderate side of, of yeah, everything yeah. when it comes to the performance side. Yeah, definitely. So. It's
1: de- not. It's not low stim. Um, you know, our base pre again we do have a stim free, but uh, our base pre does have three hundred and fifty milligrams of total caffeine. Uh, you know, two hundred and fifty coming from anhydrous and hundred from uh, InFinergy. So there, there's a good amount of caffeine in there, but three hundred and fifty at this point is somewhat considered so low, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, you're seeing products that are six, seven, eight hundred milligrams of caffeine and. Personally, I don't think that's safe.
0: Is that um, even legal?
1: I, 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 probably not. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, there are companies that you know m- will market that you know there's more caffeine in this product that's on the label, and it's like, do you realize what you're <laughs> saying? Like, it's it's. But again, um, the
0: blind bleeding the blind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very
1: low barrier to entry, and um, you can start with 50 units now. So it's crazy.
0: Uh, So most of our customers already follow Nutribio uh, on Instagram at Nutribio. Uh, If they wanted to follow you, uh, are you mostly Instagram as well?
1: You know, I I am on Facebook, uh, but um, mostly where I post is on Instagram now, it's Absolute Margolis. It's my last name, M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S.
0: So if they want to follow you or if they have any questions, they can DM you on there?
1: Anytime at Absolute Margolis Instagram.
0: Cool. Guys, uh, give Dan a follow. He's definitely an industry vet. Uh, And I think that wraps up episode six.
1: Thanks, guys.